If you're broken or hurting or less than perfect, if you're wondering if God would ever be interested in a person like you, then today's lesson is perfect for you. We're in Jesus in Genesis week number four, and that means we're going to look at the story of Jacob's ladder in Genesis 28. Now, if you're unfamiliar with this particular story, here's the big idea. Jacob deceived his father. He stole God's blessing from his older brother Esau, and then he fled in fear. And along the way, he had a powerful encounter with God. Now, let me set up the backstory before we jump into the text. Isaac and Rebekah had twin sons, Esau and Jacob. Esau was the older son, Jacob was the younger son, and of course, the older son back in that day is the one that was supposed to have the blessing. But Rebekah wanted the younger son, Jacob, to have the blessing. So in Genesis 27, she said, Now my son, listen to me. Do exactly as I tell you. Go out to the flocks. Bring me two fine young goats. I'll use them to prepare your father's favorite dish. And then take the food to your father so he can eat it and bless you before he dies. Now, you can go read the full story for yourself in Genesis 27, but this is exactly what happens. Jacob poses as his older brother Esau and steals the blessing. His dad ends up giving a blessing to him, which was a big deal back in that day, instead of giving it to his older brother Esau. Now, this was a problem when Esau comes in and he finds out that Jacob steals his blessing. Esau's pretty ticked off. And so when we fast forward to the end of the chapter, we see the mother getting involved again. Rebecca sends for Jacob and tells him, listen, Esau is consoling himself by plotting to kill you. So listen carefully, my son, get ready and flee to my brother Laban in Haran and stay there with him until your brother cools off. Now, the reason I'm sharing this backstory from Genesis 27 is to give you context for what's going to happen in Genesis 28. As Jacob flees and is traveling toward Haran, at sundown, he arrives at a good place to set up camp and he stops there for the night. And Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. And as he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from the earth up to heaven. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about this stairway as we continue in the lesson, but the point for now is just to recognize that the context for all of this is dysfunction and deceit and shame. And so Jacob had just done something pretty horrible, and yet we're going to see that he encounters God in the midst of all that. And so if you're watching this video thinking, how could God ever want to be in relationship with someone like me? Well, keep listening to the story because I think there's something in this lesson for all of us. We're going to see that God extended his promise to Jacob in spite of his brokenness. This encounter was yet another example that God's plans cannot be thwarted. Let's put some passages side by side here so that you can see what I mean. On the left, we have God's promise to Abraham. That's Jacob's grandfather. Back in Genesis 12, God said, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. Which, by the way, is the very land that Jacob finds himself sleeping in right here in Genesis 28. Now, compare that verse on the left with Genesis 28, verse 13. It says, at the top of the stairway in Jacob's vision stood the Lord, and here's what he said, this time now to Jacob. I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of your father Isaac, the ground you are lying on belongs to you. 
I'm giving it to you and to your descendants. The connection becomes even more powerful in the next verses. On the left, Genesis 12, 2 and 3, God's promise to Abraham was, I will make you into a great nation and all the families on the earth will be blessed through you. And now look at how that compares to God's promise to Jacob in Genesis 28, verse 14. He says, your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. And so So the point is that God extends his promise that he had once given to Abraham back in Genesis 12 to Jacob now in Genesis 28, in spite of the fact that Jacob came about the blessing through craftiness and deceit. And so we learn here that God's plan can't be thwarted. Now, his main plan in this passage is to bless the whole world through Abraham. Again, in your own life, God has a plan for you and his plan can't be thwarted. Even if you are imperfect, even if you relate more to Jacob in this story. Again, I started this lesson by saying, are you imperfect? Are you broken? And do you wonder if God could ever possibly want or have a relationship with you? And the truth is that he can. That's actually what this whole story is about. Here's what I mean. Jacob had a vision of a stairway connecting heaven to earth. And it turns out that this stairway was a symbol of Jesus himself, because Jesus himself is the only way to heaven. Let me show you what I mean with these verses once again. On the left, Genesis 28, 12. Remember, as Jacob slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from the earth up to heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and down on the stairway. And on the right, we have the words of Jesus himself in John chapter 1, verse 51. When he's recruiting some of his first disciples, he says, I tell you the truth, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Now, there's no question that Jesus' disciples would have understood that this reference was to Jacob's stairway in Genesis 28. But what Jesus is doing in this passage is to make the connection clear between himself and the stairway to heaven. Jesus himself is the only way to heaven. Later on in the Gospel of John, Jesus makes it clear once again in chapter 10, verse 7. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. Those who come in through me will be saved. And then again in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Here in Philippians chapter 2, it says, Therefore God has also highly exalted Jesus and given Jesus the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is a picture of how our stories will end. Just as Joseph's brothers eventually bowed down to him as their deliverer, someday every single one of us will bow down to Jesus as our savior and as our rescuer and as our deliverer. When Jesus was rejected and condemned, when he went to the cross, when he rose from the dead, he did all of that to set us free from our sins. You know, as we finish up this series, if you've never placed your faith in Jesus, we've given you opportunities throughout this five-week series to do so. But if you've never done that, I just encourage you, 
Place your faith in Jesus Christ. Trust in him for salvation. He is our rejected ruler. He is our deliverer. He can save you, but you have to receive salvation that comes from only him. Now, if you want to learn more about this Jesus beyond what we've learned so far in the book of Genesis, check out the additional content that we have on Jesus that you can use with your small group, with your mentor, as you continue to pursue God together.